0: What up, Neil? What's up? How's it going? I'm doing very well. How are you doing, Adam? I am happy we got over the technical hurdles that exist in this planet, and now we get to
1: talk to each other. This is is what happens when you want to enterprise your own skills. You have to do all of the things (laughs) necessary, and it tests you just so you can start
0: doing the thing that you want. And you know, I will say that we've both been streaming and doing things that are super closely related to this. And even now I'm like, wow, this took me days to get set up. And it's not even that much. I, I have even done
1: podcasts that are like exactly <laughs> like this. And at my other studio, for some reason, I thought I could make it work, but I couldn't. And so I had to come home. We've tried everything
0: and now it works. And here we are. Yeah, Thank you to my friend Steve for sitting on the computer with me for four hours and figuring this out. And Neil for sending me an arrow. I now have an arrow. Yes. I feel like an arrow, Apollo, an arrow, Apollo, not an ad. We'll get sponsored eventually by somebody at some time for something. But I figure until we get sponsored, we can just say we're sponsored by people and then make them pay us to stop saying it.
1: Hey, stop saying it because we, you don't represent our company very well. So here's some money to stop Yeah, here. Like, get okay, out.
0: Thank you. Like, all right, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, we are now sponsored by, I don't know what's a really good ethical company. Coca-Cola. We're sponsored by Coca-Cola and Apple. Yeah, Let's <laughs> remove our podcast for saying that. Spotify's like, you cannot be on here. Yeah, you can't be on here, guys. Uh, you need to leave. Yeah, so we're doing it. Welcome to our podcast. It's called Don't Shit on the Bus. Tell your friends. Bring them on the journey. Neil, thanks for agreeing to do this with me. Of course. Yeah, so... Uh, I think it's going to be awesome. I think so, too. And it's the most profanity I'm going to be saying in a long time. Because my other streaming stuff, you can swear on your stream, right? It's like mature audiences. Mm -hmm. I don't swear and my friends have kids so I stopped swearing as
1: much but I mean it's probably for the better and I wish I swear I wish that I used profanity less (laughs) but I don't know how to speak if I don't do that like literally like half of my vocabulary is like fuck or shit yeah
0: so we can swear on this podcast at least and it's in our title right yeah well swear full of swearing podcast here we go well thanks for joining us I hope our audio sounds good right off the bat. That's the biggest, you know, Tiff I have with podcasts is I'll listen to people starting out and it'll sound like an airplane person. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think that that is something that is generally overlooked when people start podcasts is they're like, Oh, you know, I'll just start recording because it should be that easy. Like you Mm -hmm. should be able to plug in a microphone and it just sounds good, but that just doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, like we talked about earlier, there's literally so many hurdles that you have to get over, even though you know exactly what you're doing, you just have to do it. Oh. And that's kind of harder
0: than it sounds. Yeah, no, agreed. And yeah, so can't, you gotta buy links for your cameras. You gotta buy audio plugs. You have to upgrade yourself. Then your camera doesn't work. I actually yep. stripped all the, the screws on my computer last night, trying to get the bottom off because I didn't have the right screwdriver. And I oh, ended no. up ripping it off and just to clean out the fans so it would finally work. And now it's actually working. You take it back into Apple and you're like, I don't know why the screws are <laughs> stripped, Apple. They're like, why Mr. Is, Apple. Why is there plastic epoxy in here? You're like, I don't know, but my stream <laughs> is sponsored by it. So anyway, don't shit on the bus. Well, Neil, tell them what it means. Define
1: it. Well, the short version of Don't Shit on the Bus is you're living in a bus with a bunch of different people. This is all of your homes, and the plumbing on a bus isn't really well equipped to handle poop. So Uh, when you do that you're kind of screwing everybody over and in short that's not what you want to do whenever you live with someone for an entire month in a small confined space is ruin
0: the mood you don't want to do that so long story short don't shit on the bus yeah don't shit on the bus you're going tour with people you're traveling around it's it's about teamwork it's about respect and shitting on the bus is literally the opposite of that you've taken your own needs and pushed everybody else's out of the way and said, I'm going to poop on the bus anyway. I mean, and
1: to be completely honest, you can poop on the bus. You just shouldn't. It's really really how it goes. I mean, if it comes down to it and it's an absolute emergency, you can do it, but you're going to pay a fine and everyone's going to be really pissed off at you. And then the whole bus
0: is going to smell like poop and that's just not something that you want. How many times, you've been touring for probably 15 years, how many times have you shit on a bus that you weren't supposed to? Uh... Not in a bag? Not in a bag. That's another thing. We'll, t- we'll, t- oh, we'll get to hot bagging, but how many times not Zero. in a bag? Zero. Respect. Same. Yeah. We're, we're and no I knew sh- peop- bus shitters.
1: I knew other people. They were like, yeah, we got a poop grinder. But it's like we were never like that special that had like the bus that was equipped for the, you know, the pooping. And so we just never did it. We just were like, all right, fine. It's easy enough. We'll stop at truck stops. We'll do all the things necessary to kind of avoid ruining everybody else's uh, time. So. Yeah,
0: zero. Nice. Yeah, I think I've definitely gotten to point, like, even for some reason, hot bagging, I just use it as a last resort. So I, like, train my body. And I remember having conversations with my mom and other people that were like, wait, what do you do at night? And I was like, you just don't go to the bathroom. Like, well, what? Yeah, you get get into a rhythm.
1: Yeah. You don't eat awful, greasy things that are going to make your stomach hate you late in the evening. Wait, we always do. (laughs) You just avoid it there's always pizza on the bus after after the show <laughs> yeah it's either you you train yourself to not react to those things yeah
0: or you just don't eat them it's like one or the other you just because you got you can't do it it's just not cool the worst is when you wake up and you're on a bus and you have a coffee machine and you make coffee and then you're like wait we're not at the venue yet what have i done you just the, the everything starts turning and yeah it's a disaster. This is the most we will ever talk about poop on the podcast. Just we're going to get it all of our systems right now (laughs) and then and then we'll never happen again. We just wanted to define it because we realized like it's a pretty straightforward and known saying in touring world. Don't shit on the bus. It's like it's what you tell everybody when they get on the bus. If they're a guest, it's the first thing. And they always look at you kind of like, are they kidding? Are they serious? Why are they telling me this? And it's because it's really the only thing you can do wrong when you go on somebody's bus other than things that like. Like obviously you don't wanna punch a window out. Other than the things that are wrong other places as well, don't shitting not shitting on the bus is the well, shitting on the bus is the only thing you can do wrong. So that's why, you know, we kind of made it about that. It's about respect and yeah, it's, the it's more, about respect. Yeah. I think
1: ultimately it does it defines a lot more about touring than just pooping. Yeah, it's big it's, picture. It's about respect. That's ultimately you're sharing space with a bunch of different people for an extended period of time. And it's ultimately about respect. And it says a lot more than the words lead on. But if you've toured, you completely understand that don't shit on the bus means so
0: much more than just pooping. Yeah. And if you haven't toured, well, we're here to help. So the important part about not shitting in the bus or the concept is that there's other ways you can tour. There's other ways to operate on the road. You can be selfish or you can think of yourself or yourself comes first. But Neil and I, we don't really tour that way and we don't really operate that way. We are big team players. and some people might and that's okay that's kind of how they tour but we really feel strongly that this is the right way to tour well and with that being said we have toured with people that are completely
1: selfish and completely self-centered and they don't normally last like especially like on on our crew They don't last on other crews that we've been around touring with them as well. It's like, you can do that, but you'll be moving around a lot more than
0: you would like to, and you probably won't make many friends. If you ever meet somebody that's like, yeah, I've been touring for five years. Here's the 42 bands I've worked for. You're like, okay, (laughs) what's going on? Why have you been with each artist for one month? They probably shit on the bus. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, well, I have IBS and it's not my fault. (laughs) Fair enough. Respect. Okay. So, well, why do we want to do this podcast?
1: I think that it's one of the most important things that you can do for people is to take experiences that you have lived and give those experiences to other people. And what a cool way to do this. Like
0: nothing like this podcast exists yet. We tried to do some research and we could find stuff like within the industry that we knew about. But we were trying to think like, you know, general population. If somebody would type into Google, I want a tour. And I I Googled it and it was all like very clickbaity. And it wasn't very educational or real or from the source. It was like almost like somebody was like, I'm going to do a research paper on touring and tell people how much the jobs are, like how much you make during each job and what it is, which is good. But really, we want to take you from sitting on your couch at home to being on the road with a band or a DJ or a rapper or whatever kind of music. And
1: touring is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's super fun. I mean, and <laughs> touring when you're successful at it is fucking awesome because it can be a really good way to make money. It can be a really good way to see the world. It can be a really good way to make new friends and join a community that already exists before you get there. And those are all things to me that mean, they're literally my lifeblood. Everything that I just said is why I love touring. I love getting to travel. I love getting to eat. I love getting to do all those things. And in order for me to keep doing those things, you kind of got to not be a dickhead. So that's what we're here to do. Yeah, and I, dude, I wish
0: so badly that we had this when we were younger. Like I, oh my God, Neil's band is responsible for me touring, uh, more or less. I've toured with them more than any other artist that I've worked with and they got me on the road when I was really young on big tours with buses, not just vans. But when I was younger, it was like you just had to talk to the local bands and kind of see how they did it. Or how did you, I know you're in a band, so how did you guys decide to start touring? Did you just, you just did it, huh? Well, I mean,
1: we are from a pretty small town in Florida Mm -hmm. uh, and the only way that we were told growing up like that we would ever make it out of our little small scene was to just tour and it didn't matter if it was small local stuff or regional stuff or national stuff you just had to have those accolades under your belt uh and no one would take you seriously if you didn't and so we we're like okay well just start let's doing just it. go yeah you just yeah on the road. we got in jeremy's dad's truck Started touring. (laughs) It is even more important to be respectful in touring in a truck because there's literally six seats and probably only six people, maybe seven and someone's in the back. Uh, We've done that before and I don't recommend it, but you just got to do it. I mean, when you're in a band and you want to get out there, the only way, especially when we were growing up, Mm -hmm. maybe not so much in COVID times, but I hope more than anything after we get over this, that will be the way that you prove you want this. You, You go out there and it's hard. And you do the work and you show people, hey, I'm just not doing this for all the glamour and the fame because that shit probably almost
0: never happens Yeah, for most people that try it. So you got to go out and yeah, just love yourself. it. You got to do it. Yeah. yeah. That's the cool thing is like not people. It's a hard industry to get into because not everybody gets to do this. Like you really have to want it more than almost everybody else other than the other people that are doing it. So you really do have to work hard and yeah, it pays off. I like to think so. It's like a it's like
1: a secret society that you have to like do all of these special things just to even get the opportunity to do. So when you do get that opportunity, you don't want to mess it up by shitting on the bus. Yeah.
0: Ultimately. You know, and it's funny- that's just really what <laughs> That's just what it comes down to. And it's funny we decided to start this during Corona. Obviously, nobody's touring right now other than the drive-in shows. But we figure, you know, give you the tools right now. And when everything picks back up, you know, you can come in at full force or start doing your research now. That is all that matters. Yes. So I figure, while you're here listening to us, you probably, maybe you know who we are already. Or if you don't, well, we'll kind of teach you. But you're like, well, why should I listen to these two people? You should listen
1: to Adam L. Macias because he is... The photographer extraordinaire. I think that Adam kind of started. I think you started touring photography at the level that it exists now. You showed people that they could go out and make a living being a photographer for bands, not on the level of like Elton John, but like on a (laughs) level of like, you know what I mean? Like, To make a living doing what you do, you created a brand around yourself. You kind of started that. You were the first person in this scene that created a brand around yourself and your photography and sold that and enabled you to tour with artists that weren't necessarily the biggest in the world or had all the money. (laughs) And that's why people should probably listen to you because you're very smart in that aspect. And I think you have a lot of insight into what it takes to make it on not much. Yeah, agreed.
0: I think that we, well, agreed with the with the latter part. Thank you for the first part. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that the similarities we have are that we started out with nothing, right? Right. We just started, and and Neil's in a day to remember, they're currently a worldwide touring rock band that has taken me on tour a lot of time. It's kind of cool having him on here because, in a way, a lot of people that go on tour don't go on as the artist, they go on as crew, which is mainly what we'll focus on. And Neil, in a way, I mean, he's the kind of person you need to impress. He's kind of the boss. Listening to what he has to say is pretty important because at the end of the day, they're the person that kind of decides, well, hey... Did the shit on the bus or not? Because we want to keep him on tour. So, and he's right. been doing it. And, and the cool part is, is Neil's band started out like he said, very small. So he's gone through every tier of touring, as far as you know, starting out in a, a friend's car, going into a van, going into a bus, doing more fly dates, doing festivals. Like his band has really scaled, and through that, his knowledge is really vast. I had the pleasure of doing most of it with him. Thank you, Dan. Remember. I think combined together hit a lot of different areas of the industry and talk about a lot of things we know. Yeah. You
1: just made me sound
0: way cooler than I am. <laughs> but um No, I thank you.
1: Uh I owe you. Yeah, it's it's uh it's something that most people don't get to see from the beginning to arenas or fly dates or festivals mm-hmm. like that. And uh I will also say A lot of times you can do things wrong and make mistakes. And if you are a good person and a hard worker, a lot of times the bands or the whoever is your boss will give you another shot. So these are the people that you have to make like you. Unfortunately, that's just kind of how it works.
0: Yeah. So I figured before we get into more of what the podcast is about and what the goal is, maybe we talk a little bit about, I don't know, kind of how we met.
1: It was a cold night in Madison, Wisconsin. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. (laughs) Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's right, close sixty um,
0: miles to the
1: east. We knew you because of Gage Young, right? Yes. Like we met because of another photographer uh, who was from our hometown, and he said this photographer is an up-and-coming photographer in the area that is absolutely incredible at what he does. You should meet up with him, shoot some photos. Uh, and at the time, like we were kind of s- skeptical of all photographers because at the time it was like, hey, uh, I want to get a guest list and come to the show, and we'll
0: shoot you, yeah. and like they bring whatever, a little point and shoot camera or whatever. Yeah. Like social network didn't, didn't exist back then. So everything was word of mouth and ironically or not ironically, but we actually, I met Gage, the photographer on Flickr throwback to Flickr. Oh
1: yeah. Flickr. I forgot about Flickr Flickr
0: was good times and he, uh, yeah. So he connected me with your drummer and then we met up and did a photo shoot in Milwaukee. They were nice enough. They were open to it and you know, it all kind of started there. And the reason we talk about respect and all these things, because it really all starts from just how you meet somebody
1: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't know each other if it, if we weren't respected by said peers, and we didn't respect said peers' opinions. So, Gauge <laughs> is like, "Hey, check this guy out." And we're like, "Okay, cool. We trust you. We think you're good at what you do. If you think he's good and he's on your level, we absolutely want to work with him." Yeah, you came out to the show. It was at that one ballroom. I don't. It wasn't at. It, it wasn't, wasn't at the rave. rave. It, it was, was actually
0: at Turner's Hall, which is an old bowling alley. The whole floor is yeah. slanted. I remember that. It was so weird. Yeah, it was a weird venue. It was the weirdest show like we
1: I remember playing that show was kind of soul sucking and we kind of looked forward to the photo shoot afterwards. (laughs) And then when we met up with you, you're like, hey, we're going to go outside and shoot in this parking lot. And we're like, oh, shit. God damn it. All right. Fine. Let's do it. If you have a good place, we'll go do it. And we were always kind of open for those ideas. We're like, if it's going to be worth it, we'll go and put in the work and do it, whatever. Yeah. We ended up. Going out, shooting outside. I don't think we used any of the photos
0: from outside. And we just came back. There's like three. It's you guys looking like Florida people in Wisconsin winter. (laughs) It was funny.
1: At the time, that was what kind of I remember all of this because it was all so different and so new to us. Like we were just like, yeah, we'll do it, whatever. I also remember that night that there was like that room that was filled with giant like pillow beanbag things. They were right behind the shot we ended up using. What was – what were those – what was that? I don't know. I think they might
0: have done, like, movies there or something. But, yeah, I mean, I think that that was, like, where we started. That's how a lot of relationships start in this industry. I mean, like, I'm just thinking Neil's current guitar tech is one of his best friends. Like, it's just – like a lot of people hire their friends, they hire their family, they hire people they met. Like I remember hearing that story of Prince going to that venue in Arizona and hiring their sound guy or something or their lighting. It's, like people just hire crew because of who they are and they do a good job and they're nice people. So it's really important to just, I don't know, networking is just the key to this. And it's kind of why I liked how well, we met.
1: What you lack in skills you can make up for in personability, if that's even a word. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like ability, it's somewhere close to a word. It has all the elements of a word, but I don't know if it actually is one. It is now. That's the thing is if you can make someone feel comfortable to do their craft in our situation, it's making music or being a live musician, live guitarist, whatever. If you can make me feel comfortable and you can catch me and make me feel good doing what I do, then you'll probably work out. Yeah, Even if you don't have to be the best. Yeah, exactly. Like as long as you like being around the person and as long as they make you feel comfortable when you're doing what you do, that's really the rest can be
0: learned and filled out and molded in the correct way, I guess. Yeah. If you're at home and you're thinking about going on tour and you're like, I just don't think I'm good enough. I don't know if I'm qualified for this. Don't worry about any of that stuff. All that matters is that you're working hard and moving forward. And I always think of the analogy, like like if you're getting married and you're like, wow, we need a chef for a wedding or we want to get food. Nobody Googles like best chef in the world or best area chef. They just ask their friends. They go, hey, when you got married, who did you use? Or they ask, and that's kind of how the music industry works in a way where it's like, hey, I'm going on tour. I need a guitar tech. They'll just ask other guitarists who they know. It's never like a Google search. So that's why it's just important to network. It's important to network. It's important to keep
1: those relationships. And it's important to not end relationships on a bad note. Yeah. Like you never, even if like something comes up or something happens and you can't be there or you can't stay, you don't ever want to just ghost somebody. <laughs> you don't ever want to do that because to be completely honest, it's like, oh man, yeah, that guy was working for us. Everything was great. And then one day he just left.
0: We don't know what happened to him. We never heard from him again.
1: It's all about trust. Yeah. Especially in this industry. Yeah. You have to be able to trust people. You have to, you're going to be very vulnerable around them. And that's what this is. You're living your life. You're showing someone a very vulnerable side of you and vice versa. And you want to be able to trust that person. You want to be able to feel like you can be yourself around them. And especially if you're a crew member getting the best of your the person that you're working for is everything because that means that you're
0: going to be more successful they're going to be more successful and you're going to continue to have work Mm -hmm. that's like the most important thing that makes sense and i know we're kind of jumping around but we just figured we'd have a first episode where it was kind of like who are we what do we want to do and the goal of this but afterwards we'll kind of everything we're touching on if you have more questions i guarantee moving into this podcast we're going to break everything down systematically to the best of our abilities (laughs) granted we're learning too we're new to podcasting but oh. I don't know. I like it already. I think that this is like a testament to what it takes. Yeah.
1: You know, we're starting as long as you try and work hard and keep
0: getting better. Yeah. And if you guys like what you hear, you have any suggestions, always let us know. But I figured, Neil, why should people I know we kind of touched on already, but why should people listen to us? Like, why us? Well, first of all, I think
1: you said earlier, but there is no one else to listen to on (laughs) the subject. You have no choice. (laughs) We're all you got. I think that we're pretty qualified, especially like insight on both sides of the coin. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, I'm in the band that you've worked for. And like I said, you worked for a band I was in. So we kind of see what it's like from both perspectives of the same scenario. And we've toured in every imaginable situation, scenario. (laughs) We've been through a lot. Everything. All of it. We've done it all. And even though we're still pretty young we've probably toured more than a lot of the old people doing it. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think it's kind of cool that, you know, when we when we don't know something or we want to know more about it, like we're going to go on a journey in this podcast and interview people and talk them through situations and learn from them. I'm excited to actually learn from all the people we get to interview because between me and you, we have a pretty good pool of, I don't know if there's a person in a crewer band we could hit up that would say no. I feel like everybody's going to be like, yeah, I'm down.
1: That's the, That's the other thing too is in this line of work and in this world, I feel like people are very excited to share information when someone is excited to learn yeah, they want to get and i back. think a lot of times people are afraid to ask mm-hmm. people are afraid like you go to shows and you're very intimidated because you know this world is very behind the curtain and you Literally. don't see a lot of it it is intimidating i remember being a young kid going to shows and being like the mystery at shows is so amazing. And like seeing people up yeah. there, I would see texts and I'd be like, man, that guy's cool. And then if I met that guy, I would be like, I don't know how to talk to yeah, him. You're like, I just met this guy that works for this band that I listened to on the r- radio. What? It's a, it's a crazy concept. It is. And that's the other thing that I've kind of learned is people are very approachable in this industry. You mm-hmm. just have to approach them. And people are willing to share information about their craft because they have spent almost their entire life doing it. They love talking about and it. They're good at they it. want people that are interested in what they're doing to talk about. Because I'm sure, like, for instance, my significant other, she probably is tired of hearing me talk about what I'm doing. <laughs> and if someone came to me and was like, yo, how do I stream or how do I play guitar or how do I do all these things? I would love to you talk, talk about that stuff. Yeah. I would love to talk about all those things. And a lot of times people are just nervous to talk to me about it and they shouldn't be because I would love to talk about it. And I'm confidently say this about most of the people I've met in this industry. They are very friendly and they're very willing to share information. You just have to ask them and approach them in a way that it's not weird or or make them feel... And at the right time. Not during the show. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is also true. When you're in the photo pit, they're like, uh, Adam, Mr. Elmakais. <laughs> hey, t- stop taking pictures. I'm in and... the photo
0: pit like waving at the band. I'm like, hey, um, help. Uh, I... What angles Neil, you What tuning like? is what... this song yeah, in? <laughs> just with a notepad. <laughs> oh, man, I've definitely asked questions at the wrong time before. Is this? I, think, I think everyone has. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a cool part about this, too, is like we're not going to be able to map everything out for you, but we'll give you some checkpoints and we'll give you some tips and tricks and some little, you know, don't do this, do this. We'll kind of help you to the best of our ability. But when it comes down to it, you really have to want it and you're going to have to put in a lot of work. That's the
1: least you're going to have to want it at the least. Yes. And it's going <laughs> to suck the majority of the time. But it is absolutely worth it. It has changed my life in so many ways, and for the better. I think before this, I was a complete shithead. <laughs> and I was absolutely very hard to be around. And it wasn't because I wanted to be a shithead and I wanted to be hard to be around. It's just because I didn't know any better. And a lot of times, I wish that people would have just come to me in a way that I could have understand, but it's also pretty hard to do that when you don't know people. Yeah. I Okay, here's, here's a good way to put it, I think. All right, let's hear it. When I was younger, playing video games... I wanted to play Zelda, and you could play through Zelda, and it'd take like 17 years to beat it without the guide, but you could also have the guide there, and you could beat it much quicker, and you
0: still reach the end, but you with a little bit of help, and you still do all the tasks, <laughs> and you still do all the guide. things.
1: Yeah, we'll be your guide. You're going to get
0: all the hearts, you're going to find all the secrets underneath the trees, what you to need chop more down, where than to you blow up think. the beach. Are you you a link to the past? Are you talking like Zelda, Game Boy, Super Nintendo, or what are you talking? I'm talking N64,
1: N64, Zelda Uh, Ocarina of Time. Uh,
0: Ocarina of Time was pretty game-changing. We
1: we are. The Ocarina of Time, we're like the Ocarina of Time in the sense that (laughs) we have already done this. We are the future you coming back to help you get to where we are. Yes. You got to do all these things to get past all this really hard shit. And then once you do that, you can eventually be where we are. You want to be part of your journey. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Were
0: you in the future? Hey, what up? Don't do that shit. Yeah. Let's go. Don't shit on the bus. Let's go. All right. So we're on the same page. So it sounds like we could do this podcast. And and yeah, I think moving forward, let's go. I know we kind of touched on it, but let's go over our goals a little bit here. I think the main thing we want to start with here is we want to help you understand what the hell touring is. I know we're talking about touring, but we want to take you no matter who you are, where you're from, what your experience is, and get you on the road. Make it less intimidating. Yeah. I mean, you can tour no matter who you are. So we want to kind of, I guess, demystify. Like you're talking about, you know, you see somebody on the stage and you're like, how do we get up there? Like, what does that even mean? Like, what book do I open? What video do I watch? Where do I go? Well, we want to help you, you know, guide you and help you get to that point. We want to be your spirit guides. Yeah,
1: we want to be your spirit card. When you go to sleep at night, we want you to think of us right before you close your eyes. <laughs> so if you still like us after you understand what touring is, That's what this is.
0: We're going to help you get on tour. (laughs) Then you're going to get off the couch and hopefully get in a, probably not a bus, probably a van. Probably a van. I mean. Maybe a car. With this day and age, dude, honestly, you can jump so much easier than it used to be because of social networking. Like if you're good at what you do and you meet people, like you can jump, I think. Well, I also think it's kind of like this. Like you have like those diagrams that are like the three circles,
1: you know, you have one circle. Is it a Venn diagram? With the intersecting in the middle? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Venn diagram. You have your, your skill you have your personality, and then you have your work ethic. Mm -hmm. And where those things meet in the middle, you should be constantly improving all of those things. Mm -hmm. You should be constantly networking, constantly working on your craft. And if you are doing those things, opportunities will come to you. Yes, You cannot plan on what you don't know, but you also can be completely optimistic that it will happen as long as you're continuing to get better and working hard and being a good person and listening to the podcast. And that's ultimately the most important thing I <laughs> almost forgot. It's a separate forgot. circle. <laughs> you, it's the whole circle. Yes. They all fit inside of the big circle, which is you have to listen to this. Yeah, And
0: if, and if you get on tour and you still like it after you get on tour, well, we're going to try to help you teach you how to get on more tours. So we'll talk to you about, you know, how to network, how to work with people, how to meet people, hopefully make a living out of this.
1: Yeah, what people are looking for. Yes, like how can I utilize this person's skill, and how can I not want to kill them? <laughs> that's important. You're setting a high bar, Neil. Yeah, I mean, honestly, as a person in a band that hires crew members, as long as I don't want to kill them, I pretty much like all personality types. I'm probably harder to be around than you are most of the time, <laughs> uh, and that's most. I mean, think about it. Artists are kind of divas. Isn't? Artists. Yeah. We're fucking weirdos. Yeah, It's just how it is. And it's like, you know, as long as that's the
0: case and you should be fine. If you still like it and you want to get better, I think like after, like we're probably going to spend like the first few months just talking to you about what everything is. And then we're going to start taking some deep dives. We're going to start talking to tour manners, musicians, and we're going to talk to them and trying to get a little bit deeper into, you know, what they do on a day to day basis. What. They would do in some scenario and we're going to really, you know, even if you're already touring, we're going to help you get better. And we're really going to find, you know, some of that secret song. I don't know. At least we hope so. Yes, we hope so. It'd be really funny if we like did the first 20 episodes or so that are all like intro kind of or catch people up. And then we went to interview people and they're like, absolutely not. <laughs> oh yeah. Inter- you guys
1: interview us? No,
0: absolutely. That's not, not going to happen. heard about your stuff. It has the shit word in it. Get out of here.
1: Yeah, right. Fucking road dogs are like, oh, I'm only doing the podcast with the cuss word in the title.
0: Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. We could. I already had people asking for wanting to do the interview section. So I kind of excited because once you put it out, I know people are gonna be like, I want to be on that. I want to get interviewed. And I'd yeah. be like, wait, just wait a little. Like we can't jump it. We get wait like four months. You we're we're gonna be shining the light on these people that deserve the spotlight yes. and
1: almost never get it. That is like the, that's the other thing is like crew members make the show happen. Yes. But they are, it is the most unglorified job that exists. I think on earth you, the people that are working for bands and in the theater and in any other live event, Just everybody people who's putting not on the show crowd, basically is the most important part. Mm-hmm. It couldn't happen without them, but they majority of the time you will not get the thanks or the
0: glorification that you deserve and you got to learn to be okay with that. That's <laughs> you're out there wearing stage tracks, hiding in the shadows, catching kids that fall in the barricade and plugging guitars in. The more you are not seen, the better. The more that you are
1: not thought <laughs> you're about talking
0: about touring, right? You're just not talking about yeah. people in general. <laughs> yeah. I'm Go just home, saying it's like stay in your room.
1: Yeah, no, I'm saying like, if you're out there and you're on tour, if you don't see that person, that means they're doing a fucking good job yeah. because they're, still doing their
0: job you just don't see it yeah and that's ultimately that's the goal you know and i'll say from like personal experience last year i did some workshops at venues and it was more geared towards photographers and i initially had written most of this stuff as a uh, working on a book for photographers but i was like wow this is Mostly applicable to anybody touring, and when I brought those photographers in, I had a crew member, I had a security guard, a tour manager, a drum tech, a guitar tech, kind of there telling everybody what they did all day. So when these photographers would meet them at the venue, they would learn from them. And I saw during that how excited, like you're saying, those crew members were to teach people because there's never a situation they, it. they you know, if they could tell people how to interact with them before they had to interact with them. A tour manager or a stage manager's job would be so much easier. Half their job has basically been like, no, 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 you're doing this the wrong way. And now I have to yell at you because I'm doing a show. So they were so thankful to be able to teach these people ahead of time. It makes everything
1: better. It's like, you know, like if you have a Ford car and you bring it into a Chevy dealership, you're not, you're going to spend half the time being like, no, that's a Chevy thing, <laughs> not a Ford thing, blah, 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 you're whatever. You're doing it
0: wrong. You've got the wrong man. Yeah.
1: Do it better. And it's actually probably both of your faults, but hopefully we will expedite that entire process. And then when you get there, you're going to be like, I'm a fucking the shit and
0: I'm here to do my job. I can skip all the mistakes. Well, you won't skip. You're going to make a lot of mistakes, but you can skip the most embarrassing things. You can skip the equivalence of shitting on the bus. You know what I mean? Or the doing the mistakes that are like all somebody have to tell you to do is not do this. It's not like you had a habit to break or you had a bad intention in your body. You just did something you could normally do in a place you shouldn't do it. We're not here to teach you how to do your job. Yeah. We're just here to teach you how to do
1: your job and be accepted by the community that you're joining by not being an asshole.
0: We're here to help you be better at you. Yeah, we're not here to kind of teach, like if you want to be a guitar tech, we're not going to teach you how to guitar tech. We're going to teach you how to, once you are guitar teching or learning those things on your own, how to maneuver your way around the industry and what you need to do to kind of put yourself in a position to be hired for what you're doing. Because it's not like a normal job, right, Neil? It's not like... I want to be a doctor. I'm doing four years in college, another four years in another college. I don't know too much information about how to be a doctor. I know it's a lot of school, but there's not really a map for it already, right? We're here to give you that map. When you're a doctor,
1: you have to go and do a residency. Mm -hmm. And when you're a resident doctor, they're not like when you first get there, they're not going to let you fucking go do surgery. They're going to they're going to bring you in and be like, this is what it's like to work on our floor. Here's Kim. She's the nurse. She's the nurse. Here's this other person. You need to learn how to communicate with these people and do better with each of those people so that you can do your job more effectively because you don't want to like waste all your time learning how to be a doctor. You already know how to be a doctor. You just need to
0: know how to be a doctor in that scenario. That's it. So yeah, I mean, I mean we could wrap it up here. This first episode, we're going to be about an hour usually in the future setting us up for uh, some expectations here. But I mean, we just kind of want to give you an overview of what's going to go on and what you can expect if you decide to invest an hour with us every week. We just like listening to each other talk mainly
1: (laughs) and we're friends and we don't get to talk that often because touring isn't happening right now. Yeah. What the heck? Normally we would be spending all of this time together anyways, dude, going to lunch and doing all those normal things that people do on tour, but we don't get to. So we are here doing this for you guys.
0: When we get to tour again, the podcast will get easier because we'll be next to each other. How weird is that going (laughs) to (laughs) be? It's like, I can hear you in my microphone. Can
1: you talk can you go further away, please? That's going to be so weird. I didn't even think about that. We set ourselves
0: up for success here. That's what we're doing for you as well. Yes. We're setting you up for success. So in conclusion, we don't we don't have much to promote yet. We've got some stuff. We've got some exciting stuff coming up, but thanks for joining us for the first episode. This one's sponsored by Apple. Um, Budweiser. Topo Chico. What's that? So it's water. Oh. <laughs> Sparkly water. Now I know. Topo Chico. I learned a lot today, actually, already, just from you. Can, can they edit in a thing
1: that goes, the more, you know, and it like goes across the screen. Is that Tobo Chico? No, that's, um,
0: reading rainbow or some public access television or something. The more you, Connor, when you edit this, the more, you know, edit in something, the more, you know, yeah, let's go ahead and give, we'll give Connor a preemptive thank you for editing and doing everything with us here. He's going to be our crew member that's behind the scenes that I don't know, is doing a lot of work for this. So we appreciate you, Connor. Connor, you're beautiful, even though I've never seen you. (laughs) Right? Actually, yeah, no, you haven't
1: seen him. Connor's like young Jamie on the Joe Rogan podcast. Right? Yeah, he's like Jamie.
0: You don't see him, but you know he's there. And he does a lot of work. He, like, takes notes and he pulls up visuals and... And he edits. Yeah. I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast the other day on how all of Christianity and other religions are founded on hallucinogenics. Drugs. Yeah, that was awesome. (laughs) I love that one, Dude, he's such a good interviewer. Joe Rogan, wow, he really is very good. Whether like who he is aside, he asks amazing questions. He asks amazing questions. He's genuinely interested
1: in every guest that comes on his podcast, and his interests are so vast that a never-ending source of knowledge on things that maybe you're not even interested in, or you didn't know you were interested
0: in. But yeah. he is for you. He's a good uh, kind of a good gateway to a lot of things.
1: We're also sponsored by Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> So if you like podcasts, check out Joe Rogan podcast. You probably already checked it out. If you like Joe Rogan podcast, you're going to love this podcast. Yeah, it's like the same thing. It's nothing like his, except for they're both podcasts. Yeah. And Spotify doesn't sponsor us. You, yeah. you guys are, you look very similar. You guys are both very muscular. I don't take HGH, but other than that, yeah. I'm going to start right now. <laughs> that's something that you should not do when you go on tour. Cause I'm sure it's insufferable to be around people. That are I've been on somebody on tour that's on
0: HGH. Sure. It's not Neil. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us for our first episode of Don't Shit on the Bus. I've been Adam and will always be Adam. And I have been Neil the whole time. Awesome. All right, guys, we will see you next week for, I don't know what it's going to be called. Episode two. Episode two, we haven't named it yet. Well, we have, but we'll make sure. All right, peace. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi.